we saw this story uh, come out right at the end of the show yesterday, so we said we'd hold it over uh, until today. And unless, Ebo, you're fighting in the future of San Angeles and trying to take down Simon Phoenix, uh, this doesn't mean oh, much. Hell of a movie. I'd like to invite you to join me to dinner tonight. The both of you. Please, I insist. I would like you to accompany me to Taco Bell. <laughs> you were fine. Look forward to it. Thank you. Yeah, so you find in, one credit, in Demolition Man, uh, there was only all the restaurants were wiped out, so there was only one restaurant. It was Taco Bell. Yep. And it was like fine dining in the future where Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone got invited to dinner by the, the head guy to uh, to Taco Bell. Spoiler, he's the bad guy. Right. So or one of them. That's in the that's in the future in a movie. That the future, this is another one where Hollywood may be catching up to reality here because it was announced yesterday that the restaurant chain Taco Bell uh, is facing a worker shortage, especially in management. So Taco Bell has announced it's going to it's going to it's going to attempt this. It's going to test market this and uh, chains in the in the Midwest. So we're that's we're us right here in Wisconsin and the Northeast, where they're going to offer restaurant general manager positions for single Taco Bell restaurants for a hundred grand a year. Whew. So you could you could be a manager at Taco Bell and you could clear six figures. And all the tacos you can eat. And probably all the tacos you can eat. And I said, would you guys do that? Nelson immediately popped up and said, I would work at Taco, I would manage a Taco Bell for a hundred grand a year. And I say, that's total BS. You, it sounds good. Then you get in there and you know, you're dealing with, you well, know, why do maybe, you think they have a, a worker shortage? Right. And the people that you're managing are, you know, Nelson would last five minutes. He, he has a, sh- he gets upset when we question him. On a topic on the show, he gets up and leaves. Do you, you can't re- question the manager. Nelson Your thinks is fired if you do. Nelson thinks he's going to be able to handle being a manager Nelson, at Taco Bell. But if you, you keep firing everyone, if you keep firing everyone, there's already a worker shortage. If you keep firing everyone, you're literally going to have to be working there from 10 a.m. until right. midnight. This is easy. Just you and you alone. You if you fire everyone, take a hundred grand to manage a Taco Bell. Plus, you can't just up and fire somebody. Then you got a lawsuit on your hand, right. brother. So you the, the the what you would have to put up with Nelson, I predict, and you don't have patience, and y- you would go boggers. But I wonder, Ebo, how many? Because like a hundred grand, right? Sounds great. Like on sounds theory. beautiful. Oh man, who wouldn't love a hundred grand? Hundred G and, and all the you tacos? probably get every night like what? Chalupas. I, I, I remember one summer I delivered pizza for Rocky Rococo's. The best perk of the job was when I get back at ten thirty for my final run. And, you know, the manager would say, hey, you guys want the leftover slices? I would take home crates yeah. of Rocky's slices. And I, I think but I was, you had a metabolism like right. crazy, though, well, back then, I think then, I right? was, yeah, 20 or 21 years old. I was living uh, right off State Street. And I'd come home to my roommates, and I'd have a, a huge box of about oh, 30 slices. Sounds delicious. So I'm sure it's the same thing at Taco Bell. Now, to me, as, as great as that sounds, it's not worth putting up with the headache. How much money do you got to spend on toilet paper, though? <laughs> So well, how many, I, I want to know, put it on a poll, Ebo, how many of you would be willing to work at Taco Bell and a and you would be you you your benefit would be a hundred a six figure salary? I'll put it up on the Twitters. You gotta wear the paper hat, you gotta say, Welcome to Taco Bell, how can I help you? You gotta put up with maybe not the sharpest knives in the drawer as your employees. You gotta put up with people saying, I ordered no cheese sauce, you put Where's extra cheese sauce. Uh, you got to put up with, do you have this in a small, even though it doesn't say it on the menu? I mean, you got to put up with a lot. I mean, a lot Nelly, of stupid. A I've, lot of stupid. I've seen you get really worked up over some pretty insignificant things. Like when I was needling you about Fenimore beating Stoughton at the tournament, you almost got up and left. That was nothing. No, that's just a made-up story that you talk about all the time. Yeah, but just wait until a customer starts making up a story that you put tomatoes on there when there wasn't tomatoes on there, and she's poking you in the chest and wanting a new burrito. Right. That's where you have the other workers are taking care of it. You're but you said manager. You said you'd fire them all if they had said no to you. Oh, you guys are idiots. Uh, I'm I, just trying to like see help you see it clearly here. Yeah, I just I don't think it would work, Nelson. Again, if uh, maybe I'm wrong, but give I wonder. Me, give me the opportunity. I'll sign the contract and leave tomorrow. <laughs> uh, the King R on Twitch says Nelson would be like the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. <laughs> no taco for you. No burrito for you. <gasps> uh, all right, put it up on a poll, Ebo. Uh, taco Bell is offering a hundred thousand dollars for the manager position. Would you be a manager at Taco Bell for a hundred grand a year? I mean, that's that's nice chunk of change. That's a nice chunk of change. 
and you get a nice benefit, nice perk. You're probably eating, you know, any any type of nacho, chalupa, taco, burrito, anything you want. Uh, you could have churros tell you sweat cinnamon. Uh, but are you willing to put up with the headache and, you know, you're, you're wearing a uniform and you're working a drive through saying, uh, Taco Bell, how can I help you? I, I you know, a hundred, hundred grand's nice, but that's not like life changing money. I, you know, if it's 10 million, uh, that's pretty nice though. Yeah. I, yeah. But a hundred grand. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'd say no. All right. So no, uh, no that's a big fat pass. Joe, any about wondering Taco Bell says they'll start offering a hundred thousand for a manager position due to a worker shortage, worker shortages. Would you be willing to manage a Taco Bell for six figures? Yes or yeah. no? Would you would you do it? I, right, I want to know up. how many you are. I don't know where. What's the the point of demarcation where you say, yeah, that's a lot of money. I maybe when I grew up, I had higher aspirations than to work at Taco Bell. Until they started offering a six figure salary, uh, sure, I'll 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 go manage hey, a Taco Bell. Ain't nothing for wrong with working grand. at Taco Bell either. You gotta make your money, man. I right. never, I'll never frown on someone for having a job and making money. No, my dad told me when I was. He said, "All work is noble." All right, so, the poll is up. Um, so you 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 said no. What, what was the line you just said, Nelson? Find me a contract and I'll sign it today. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not too proud to work at a Taco Bell. There's nothing wrong with that. A hundred grand. What? There, that's the difference if you clean toilets for a hundred grand or you sit at an office. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's there's two parts to this question. There's yeah. There's the perception of what's your job. You work at a fast food restaurant, but then the, to me, it's not so much about that. It's about do you really think you have the Patience and metal to deal with the stupid that you're going to deal. First with. vote's in. It's a no. <laughs> just, just updated. First vote, no. I mean, think about Nelson. All the dumb questions. Nelson, a lady was on the news yesterday. She got in. She she went to jail because McDonald's is now charging twenty five cents for barbecue and extra ranch sauces. And the lady threw a punch at oh, the I McDonald's employee. Because they charge you an extra twenty five cents. So the first time your boss is or corporate calls you and says, "Nelson, bad news, you got to charge a quarter for every packet of fire sauce." And the first time some knucklehead comes up to you and says, "Why am I getting charged for this fire sauce?" You don't think you're going to lose your mind, Nelly? How about this one? I was at a Taco Bell off of East Wash. I'm not going to name exactly where it was. You can figure it out. They ran out of beef at nine o'clock at night on a Saturday. The person Sounds had to, like they have a bad manager. The person had to stand in the window. I think it was a manager actually, and tell everyone that went through in that in that window that they ran out of beef and they had to apologize. Would you want to stand there from nine till whenever they close? I assume midnight. That you ran out of beef. If you are the manager and you're standing there having to apologize, you probably didn't order any more beef, so that's on you. So you take the consequences. <laughs> I just man, I, I, I there's two parts. And that's why they're looking for better management. <laughs> All right, 608-321-1670. Would you do it? Uh, six figures, that's a nice chunk of change. You can live comfortably in in Wisconsin on $100,000 a year salary, but the trade-off is you got to manage Taco Bell to do it. I want to know I'm hungry. uh today how many of you would sign up for a $100,000 manager position. I want a Chalupa. At Taco Bell. Speaking of positions, uh, more evidence that everybody listens to the show. I saw this. Some guy named Luke Seiler, because I got retweeted by a couple of baseball uh, in- information guys that I follow. This guy tweeted out yesterday, 16 hours ago. Yesterday, what was the topic with baseball that we had here? Oh, sign stealing. The sign stealing position. Yeah. Uh, this guy, tell me that this does not sound like a sign stealing position, that they have, this is a made-up position. This guy tweets out, I'm excited to announce that I've accepted a new position with the Baltimore Orioles organization my job title will be scouting analyst consultant tell me that's not a code word for sign stealer i mean it sounds you can either go one of two ways here you're scouting talent like you know like ted thompson grind grinded out d3 film like i feel like this guy's going every baseball game he can or he's literally just stealing signs because the name we came up with was advanced research so we we came up with sign stealer advanced research consultant so what's the difference between advanced research consultant and this guy this apparently, according to this guy, is a real job with the Baltimore Orioles scouting analyst consultant. That's the same exact thing. And ours was a made-up position like it, yeah. to steal signs for the Brewers. Scouting well, scouting analyst consultant. Scouting. This guy says he's been hired by the Baltimore Orioles to be their new scouting analyst consultant. So is he analyzing the scouts that are out there scouting the talent? I think it's a made-up term to go steal <laughs> signs. <laughs> Literally the same day we're talking about that, this guy tweets out, that he's been hired by the Orioles to be a scouting analyst consultant. 
Sounds, sounds fishy to sounds me. Sounds very fishy. I'm Googling it. Uh, 608-321-1670. Listen to this tweet. Taco Monkey tweets in. He says, I could see Nelson losing his cool and body slamming a customer like that lady in Tennessee that got railed at Popeye's. Yeah. Nelson, is that true? It wouldn't last 15 Would you minutes. body slam a customer? Why would you say I couldn't last 15 minutes? Because you, you walk off the show if you, we say a topic you don't like. The first time some moron comes up and complains <laughs> that there's not enough lettuce on their taco... You're going to be like, this is the stupidest bleep I've ever heard. I'm out of here. How long did I pretty much manage elite? <laughs> How many morons did I talk to a while lot. I was there? there you, you think people asking about a t-shirt size is bad? Wait till they start talking about a 50 cent taco. You'd lose your mind. Would you RKO them? Body slam them? What, what's your finishing move to a customer that didn't want tomatoes on their taco? The NKO. <laughs> it's a... Five point suplex. <laughs> there you go. Right. Yeah. What, what was your movie? What you like? Uh, the, the four point throw the, or the something. The five point technique. The five yeah. point tech. Yeah, what was you it? Go. You know, it is conspiracy theory Friday. Maybe it's the conspiracy. Nelson's just working this to get like more uh, more food from some entity. Because I don't believe he would take the job at Taco Bell. Maybe it's a ploy to to ramp up well, his, his roast stock. Ooh, a new, an introducing a new roast taco from Taco Bell. Nelson could be the spokesperson. Uh, Nelson, one of the Stoughton boozers, Aaron tweets in, if you knew some of the dumbasses I work for, I seriously would consider it. Might wait outside the Stoughton Taco Bell right now until they open and apply. See, Hashtag not, get your money. Why Maybe wouldn't you? Thing. I might do it. Like 100K is pretty nice. And I like Chalupas. I, I had Taco Bell for lunch. The cheesy gordita ago. crunch too. Well, I can tell you right now, Nelson. And I'm sure if you're that, if you're in a corporate position like that, you probably get pretty good benefits as well. How about this, boys? What if Miller? We're still doing our thing, obviously, because we're doing the Joe and Ebo show till we die. Yeah, I don't think you can manage Taco Bell and do this show. No, though. no, no. I'm not saying we manage Taco Bell. We uh, September 4th, Indiana comes to Camp Randall. Yeah. It's a Friday night uh. game. We get boozed up per usual. And we get a DD. We'll get my wife to drive us to the Taco Bell that Nelson's managing. <laughs> and we get the late night drunk munchies and harass them. Yeah, that and sounds then, fun. And then see, okay, Mr. 100,000, let's see you earn your salary. And see how fast we get kicked out. Just like, For just being paying customers. Right. Just be the most obnoxious. I want a, a bean burrito, but hold the beans. <laughs> and I want a chalupa. I want it extra crispy. And I want nachos, but I only want 19. I want 19 specific tortilla chips. You know what chips. I would do then? Spitting I'd go right food. to the phone, call the law enforcement, and then say, can you please escort these drunk assholes out of my Taco Bell? Whoa. Jeez. All we're doing is trying to that order food. Aggressive. Isn't the customer always right? Yeah. No. I don't think the police would escort us out, Nelson. No. They'd be like, if anything, they'd... Pin you for a crime for a falsifying a police report. And now you've lost your six-figure salary. Yep. And it looks like I'm right back with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you better bring Taco Bell then. Well, I can say this. So far, so good for Nelson. We put it on a poll. Uh, Taco Bell says they're, they're offering $100,000 for manager positions due to a worker shortage. Would you be willing to do it? 81% of the vote says yes. I voted no, but Nelson, there's a lot of people in your camp. Looking good for you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, plus, if you guys were there drunk, I'd just hand you another drink. Oh, you could serve Because I can now. sell alcohol at my uh, Taco Bells. Not all of them. You'd have to They'd be. shut you yeah, guys you gotta get a permit. you got to be at the canteen. And I think they the stopped serving at like yeah. 10 or yeah, something. It's the only the one on State Street. Uh, well, that's interesting. If you have a, uh, a thought, 608-321-1670, cast your vote uh, in the poll. Uh, as Ebo mentioned, I did want to talk about this uh, before we get to our guy, Amon Green, the Amon Green Show, Packers all-time leading rusher, coming up here in 20 minutes. We'll talk everything you need to know about Packers Seahawks. Uh, but I did want to get to the Friday night thing because this is now round three. Ring the bell, uh, or maybe ring the, uh, the the calling for urgent care for livers and hangovers everywhere. Yeah, this will be the third time in four years, all Labor Day weekend games that Wisconsin will play a Friday night game. If you missed it, it was announced yesterday. That Wisconsin's home opener and season opener, and now for a new wrinkle in the schedule, Big, Big Ten, Ten opener, opener against a pretty good team. Indiana won eight games and went to a New Year's Day bowl game is once again Friday night. Now, Badgers are undefeated on Friday nights, Miller, uh, three out of the four years because that fourth they didn't play. Well, Who they beat? It was uh, Utah State, Western Kentucky, and South right. Florida. 
Right. South Florida obviously was last year in South Florida. 3-0. Right. This will be the fourth consecutive year the Badgers have opened the season on a Friday night game. Three of the last four have been at Camp Randall. Is it weird that it's a Big Ten opponent? It is kind of weird. I mean, the Friday night thing, I know people... Weren't uh, we told there was only going to be two of them? Right. And then there was... Well, Nelson, these people in position position of powers, they lie a lot, right? Well... Okay, um, but the okay, but the first time they've opened the season against a Big Ten opponent since 1982. Damn. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't mind that, you know. And then they go right back in. You go non-conference with Southern Illinois and Appalachian State. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a cool schedule this year because then you go Big Ten again, which would feel like Big Ten opener except you already have one game. Then you go to the Big House, you play Michigan, and then you have, of course, the Notre Dame game up at Lambeau, and then obviously you go straight Big Ten. Uh, the rest of the way. But the first six Badgers games are, I mean, Appalachian State's a ranked team. They were a bowl game, a bowl team last year. So you get them at home, too. They're not a bad team. So it's it's an, actually it's a decent schedule for Wisconsin. But all that aside, when the, three years ago, I guess now four years ago when this happened the first time, people were, like, pissed off because it was, you're competing with high school football. It's Labor Day weekend. It's, you know, when you want to tailgate, what do we love to do? We love our pregames, right? We love the, the Zone Blitz pregame bash. We love the tailgate. You want to get down there two hours, three hours before a kickoff. So if it's a 2.30 Saturday kickoff, people are usually hanging around Regent Monroe Street 9, 10 in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's a 7 o'clock kickoff on a Friday night and you want to tailgate, you got to get down there 3, 4 o'clock. Well, most people have jobs, right? And you're, most people can't bug out of work. At 3 o'clock so they can start tailgating. Now, I will say this. The two times that we've been down there, it really went well because I don't even remember the last one. We got boozed um, up. But how many people, we're, we're paid to be down there. How many people can make a Friday night game work? And how many people maybe say it's like going to a bowl game? I'll do it one. You're like, in Rose Bowl, it's been seven years. I'm not going to go to every single bowl game, but I'll go to the Rose Bowl. Like, how many people probably say, yeah, I got to go to one Badger game a year. But how many people are going to pick a Friday night game? I just, I can't believe they would do this for the third time in four years. Okay, the other games, I mean, besides South Florida, because obviously South Florida's on the road, but the other games, it was pretty packed, though, wasn't it? It was 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 well-attended, yeah. I think it brings out a different kind of crowd. Doesn't it? Like usually, I think you get the rowdier crowd. Not, well, yeah, I'm not talking any, Nelson. You get the rowdier well, crowd yeah, because all the blue hairs are working. Well, yeah, or anyone who's a parent. Uh, like I don't know. In two years, if my son's in high school, that's still, why our liver hurt so much because it was like the drinking crowd. Well, right, because if you're at, what what's going on on Friday night around Wisconsin? High school football. High school football. If you have a, a a son that plays football, or if a daughter that's a cheerleader, or if you have a daughter that's dating a son on the football team, or a kid on the football team, how many people don't go to Friday night, you know, a Badger game on Friday night because they're watching their kid play high school football? So it's a totally different crowd. Now, I don't know that that's a bad thing, <laughs> but you are you are cutting off a pretty good chunk of Badger Nation by having a game on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah, you are, but you're also opening it up to other people. I think that, well, I don't know. I think anyone would come party on a Saturday anyway. I mean, it's always been packed down there for Friday nights. And I went to the one two years ago, I believe it was, against Utah State. The stadium was still packed. You're still going to get a ton of people down there and a ton of people attending the games. I will say my uh, state of drunkenness and hangover the next day is a lot worse oh, after a Friday night game. Yeah, and here's the thing. Now, there's two different. they haven't announced the time yet, so there's two different things because they could be the early game or the late game. Now, if it's like th- three years ago and it was Utah State, uh, it was the early game, so it wasn't terrible. Two years ago when it was Western Kentucky, it was the, they didn't even kick off till 8.30. So that Oof. is just Oof, when you're not even starting until like eight o'clock and you're down there from two. And then, you you know, if you want to stay after the game, I mean, now now you're talking 14 hours of drinking. I mean, that, that's just that's not the human body's not meant for that type of behavior. No, so, no. I guess the one thing I would but say we still is, do it. <laughs> if they're going to have this game on Friday night, my only request would be do the 6 o'clock time slot so we can do a pregame from 4 God, to 6. watch it be 8, 8.30 again. Uh, yeah, I don't need another 8.30 kickoff. Bring on the 8.30. Yeah. I don't even the remember rowdy, the game. Uh, uh, didn't didn't you retire the rowdy character yeah, after, after Badger Saturday? Game? You might want to watch it. No, that was, that was over a month long. Uh, Did you try to fight that bartender the Friday night game? Or was that a different game? I think game? that was the Friday night. That was the Friday night game. Oh. I guess he shouldn't have been getting lippy. <laughs> What's up, Amon? All right, we'll talk with uh, more <laughs> on this. What's your lippy? take? Friday night football back in Madison. We'll talk about it coming up. <laughs>
right. Yeah, we'll Can talk I ask with this her. question? Yeah, Can I ask ahead. the question? All right, Nelson. Raphael's on hold, right? Yeah. Raph, I'll make this really quick. So Nelson said he'll manage a Taco Bell for 100K. The question from Still don't buy it. the King on Twitch is, Rashawn Gary, Gilbert Brown, Greg Garn, and Sean Meninga all walk into Nelson's Taco Bell. What happens? Who complains first? Gilbert. Gilbert. <laughs> says Gilbert. Yeah, the next day, you know, Rashawn Gary wants, you know, some extra chalupa sauce or something else, and you're going to lose your mind. Gilbert. Gilbert. <laughs> what do you do if the whole Mount Notice crew walks into Taco That would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You gonna text it to Gilbert? I'm gonna text it to Gilbert. Amon's right gonna text now. your picture oh. to Gilbert Brown. Uh, our buddy Raphael from my bookie. Raphael, have you seen this story that uh, Taco Bell is offering a hundred thousand dollars for manager jobs because they can't find anyone to work at Taco Bell? I did see that, and if I can get double beans on my Mexican pizza, I'm in. Our, our producer Nelson says he would leave the show in a heartbeat to go uh, work at Taco Bell. I don't think he has the temperament for the job, but uh, he says otherwise. It's, uh, I wouldn't want that job. Maybe an in and out. I would love to work in an in and out because I would eat my profits. <laughs> yeah, well, by the, the way, and by the way, speaking of in and out, those managers are making deep into the hundreds. They're making yeah. 150k to manage an in and out burger. Yes, the, it's the best fast food restaurant. Oh, it is for, good. Uh, for my, for, uh, Go to Culver's, dude. Culver's is where it's at. It's a good battle. I was out in LA last week for the Rose Bowl. Had myself an in and out burger. Uh, all right, Raphael, we got a full slate of games. Uh, we'll save the best for last. Uh, that's the Packer game. Uh, how about the the other NFC game on Saturday? How stunned were you by the Viking performance last week? And uh, do you think that the Vikings have some more magic in them? Uh, or is San Francisco just too tough on Saturday? I was stunned at our defense and how they shut Drew Brees down in the second half and how they shut Kamara, who was red hot coming into that game. Uh, I was more impressed with Minnesota's defense than I was with Kirk Cousins and that offense. If that defense plays like they do last week, I think they cover against San Francisco. I think the 49ers still win this game, but I'm still going to take the plus seven. The 49ers win by four. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you look at that game last week. They had the 49ers, and, and help me with this from a gambling perspective, Raphael, because last week the Vikings were a bigger underdog against the Saints, a lower seed than obviously they are this week against San Francisco. So clearly Vegas giving some respect to the to the Vikings. This line's lower than it was a week ago. Well, that and it's Drew Brees and Jimmy G. Who uh, We're going to put more betting odds on Drew Brees than we are Jimmy G. No offense to Jimmy G. Yeah, it's a good way of looking at it. Uh, <laughs> our buddy Raphael from my bookie uh, with us. All right, then the other game on Saturday, Tennessee ending the era of Brady and Belichick. Uh, can they keep that magic going against the more than likely MVP Lamar Jackson? I mean, man, Raphael, double digits for the second round of the playoffs. Seems like a big number. Yeah, this game goes at 8.15 Eastern Standard Time. This game will be over by 10.30 because it's just going to be run, 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 run. Even with Ingram, Ingram playing for Baltimore, Tennessee is going to want to run the ball and keep Baltimore's offense on the sideline looking at their tablets watching Netflix. I like to plus points. And so if you can find 10 or even 9.5, there's some still uh, numbers coming down on this game. Grab the 9.5 and, and 10, Tennessee. Baltimore, again, Baltimore wins by a field goal. Tennessee covers. Yeah, I mean, you, you you look at what they did, Raphael, against New England, talking about Tennessee. Aren't, I mean, it's the same game plan. It's just going to be a ton of Derrick Henry and defense. I, 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 I'm I with you. I think this is, all, I mean, under 47 would be another one I'm looking at on this game Saturday night. Yeah, I love the under. I, I grabbed 48 when it first opened up just because I thought it was going to be the same game plan Tennessee. But 47, I think if you can still find 47, I would take this all the way up to 45 because this number will come down under the caches. Uh, and now we get to uh, Sunday's games and Kansas City and Houston, another. I mean, they must like symmetry in Vegas this week, Raph, because uh, both the AFC teams at 10. This one I might actually take the points with Kansas City. I just feel like a week of Reed and Mahomes, and now that Brady's out and and Kansas City was so close last year, I feel like they feel like they can make a run here. I, I, I like Kansas City in this one. What do you say? I agree. That Kansas City defense has played uh, really, really good since November. I mean, ever since they uh, shut the Chargers down in mid-November, only 17 points, they shut the Raiders down to nine. New England to 16. Denver and Chicago both only to three points each. It's going to be the defense that wins this game, but Kansas City covers. This game might be the only one that's an ugly blowout game, but I can guarantee you we're going to need Houston money because this is going to be a heavy, heavy teaser and parlay bet Kansas City. 
uh, visiting with our buddy Raphael, my bookie, VSN uh, Doc Sports. All right, before we get to the main event, Raphael, if folks want to get your picks this weekend, folks want to get in on the action, uh, how do they find you? How do they get involved in the action? Jump over to my AG. We still have that uh, up to $1,000 first deposit bonus, so jump over there now. We have a football. Don't forget, next weekend, Conor McGregor and UFC. I put some Coachella betting odds. Nice. Coachella. So uh, you always jump over to my bookie. Click on those entertainment odds. What's your Coachella laugh. betting odds? Like, give me one. Uh, who, uh, who will show up? I have over under deaths. At I was going to say, how many, how much, who's the biggest drug user there? Uh, over under deaths. Uh, how many Lakers will show up? Uh, <laughs> will, will Kylie Jenner go on stage with Travis Scott and sing? You know, you know me. I, I put up a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, y'all got kinds of cool stuff, Raphael. That, that's, that's why, why we say you're a handicapper to the stars, Raphael. You are the man. Uh, all right, so stage is set now. Uh, last game on the slate. Only appropriate that they would put the Packer game last for the weekend. Green Bay uh, trending. Actually seen getting some love up to four and a half in some spots. Opened at four. Uh, what do you think, Packers, Seahawks on Sunday? If you like Green Bay, bet it now. Get the four, get the four and a half, even get the five, because this one will move up to six. Why? Because it's the last game. B, there's going to be rain, or I'm sorry, wind and snow maybe possible. I got that text for 700 shovelers. I'm going out there to shovel some snow. And this game is going to be also teased with the national championship game on Monday. And, of course, they're going to take Green Bay at home in the frozen tundra. I like the Packers. I think they win by a touchdown. Uh, I love it. So uh, before I let you go, the way too early, if, if seeds hold and, and what you, you said it plays out, if it's Green Bay, San Francisco, give me the way too early spread uh, for Packers 49ers round two in the NFC Championship game. Ooh, that's going to be a, a, a good one. It's at San Fran, so it's probably going to be probably like around three, four-ish, the same kind of number we see Green Bay and Seattle, just because we can't make it too high because – we know Packer betters. Packer betters are going to bet no matter who they're playing. If they're playing Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, the Packer betters will still bet them. So we have to make it very conservative because Packer betters do bet. I love it. And, uh, Raphael, if you're doing odds on Coachella and people dying, put up a prop bet. If Nelson gets hired uh, at Taco Bell, will he kill a customer? I would say <laughs> yes, minus 110. I'll probably put up Willie Pass the drug test first, yes or no. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Uh, I, think he, I think he'd be fine. Yeah, I, his employees, uh, I just, I think he's nuts if you think he can survive I think killing Taco a customer, one, I'd say one and a half days over under. <laughs> I'll bet the over. Hey, uh, we'll be uh, we'll be watching for you. Thanks, Raph. Uh, VSI, VSI and Doc Sports, you demand. Thank you, Raph. Take it easy, guys. See you, brother. There he is. He, uh, he likes uh, the Vikings. Plus seven, Tennessee, plus 10, Kansas City, minus 10, and your Green Bay Packers. Go, Pat, minus go. four. Yeah. Man. Uh, does that get you excited? Get your juices flowing? Yeah, totally I bet. Does. And he's absolutely That's, that's hilarious. Funny, dude. And he's absolutely right, by the way. I'm looking. Um, uh, if you go to VegasOdds.com, they have a column of all the top sports books, and then they have an offshore. Uh, average and about of the ten they have listed, seven of them right now have it at four and a half. So he's right. What did it open at? It's at four. So it's that means money is already coming in on Green Bay. So I know everybody at the beginning of the week was like, oh my god, the Packers are favored. The Packers are favored by four of the Seahawks. Well, the people that do this for a living, the sharps or the wise guys, are betting it up. So uh, if you think that uh, all the smart guys were going to come in and say take Seattle, that's a gift. Uh, it's going the other way. The people that handicap for a living, not and look at, they're not 100% right. They miss too, but sure. take it for what you will. The people that do this for a living, that make professions off it, are buying up uh, the Packers at minus four because they think that's a good value bet. <laughs> so when you, whether it's Crookshank or Jonathan Taylor or Tyler Biotich, I mean, are we, is Wisconsin at the point of reload? Uh, or are there years where there are some years, and if and I'm not saying this is the year, but are there years where even the great teams lose too much? Or is Wisconsin at that Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, where if you're if you're a national elite program, it's just the next guy up? Yeah, obviously Jonathan Taylor, you'll never replace. He's a once in a lifetime. Yeah. But whether it's a guy like Crookshake transferring or a guy like Bond leaving, you're just the next guy up, or does this? Is, is there years where Wisconsin really takes a, a a hit with who leaves for the draft or graduation? I mean, we've talked about it defensively. I mean, so far, I mean, we're like, oh my god, we just lost so and so, and then next year it's like, oh, hey, we're okay there. Oh, so defensively, I'm not 
too worried about. Until they prove to me the next guy up can't do it, uh, I I don't see any problems there. Um, offensively, I mean, you're losing your top two offensive weapons. Um, you're maybe going to have a quarterback battle. Um, Give me Mertz. You're missing, you're losing three or four offensive linemen. Did well, Beattis, Beattis make it four? Beattis is declared for the draft. Did that make it four or three? Have we heard from I'm, Cole Van Landing yet? No, I don't think he so. He has not. I would say he's coming, I think he's back, coming back, back at this point. Yeah. So, so it's three of the five are gone? Uh, uh, yeah, you're you're missing. But what does Wisconsin always do? Reload on defense, reload on offensive line. Outside of what? Yeah, but two, still, I, I'm just saying, in, in terms of your offensive production, you're losing Taylor and Cephas. But you're getting burger. Right, it's going to be burger time. As of right now, he's done nothing on the collegiate level. Uh, RJ, so you're more worried about what's going out. And even when Jonathan Taylor wasn't in there, I mean, Nikia Watson did okay, but it's not like he was the the guy you're looking at and be like, he's the next guy. RJ, where's Ron Dane from? New Jersey. Where's Jonathan Taylor from? <laughs> New Jersey. Where's Berger from? New Jersey. Don't forget Corey Clement. Go where's Corey, Corey Clement, Clement from? New Jersey. What's Berger going to do then? Ball the <laughs> F out. Well, that, see, that's what we got to hope, though. Hotbed in New Jersey. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's finish up the football side of things. I want to talk some basketball and hockey. Uh, fr- fourth year in a row, we found out yesterday, RJ, uh, Friday Night Football. I mean, are, are we, is this just now the thing, like whether it's a Barry Alvarez thing or a Big Ten Conference thing or an NCAA thing that Wisconsin, like some teams, you know, have that. It's Detroit plays and Dallas play on Thanksgiving and the Lakers play on Christmas Day. Are we just at the point now where like Wisconsin becomes the team of the Big Ten that every year they, it's just the default team that you pick on Friday night as Wisconsin? Apparently, and uh, now this is the third time we've been lied to. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, they keep saying this is the it, end of it. It gets announced and your AD says never playing on a Friday. Two weeks later. Wisconsin will be the first Big Ten team to play on a Friday. On Wisconsin. This is the last time we're playing on a Friday. The next year, we're going to play on a Friday. No, yeah. All right. Um, and we're just helping out the network, and we're never going to do it ever again. Now, an away game, totally different. That's I, I don't count that one. Uh, and then you're like, oh, okay, it's an away game. You know, I can go somewhere and watch it. I don't have to... Uh, I guess you don't have to, but don't have to make my way downtown. Don't have to find parking uh, and deal with then the exodus of people leaving downtown from work. That's why you just stay and drink longer. So there you go. Uh, but Has Michigan ever played a Friday night? Has Ohio State ever played a Friday night? Has oh, Michigan State I think ever Ohio played State Ohio State played just played this, Indiana. This year. Was it the, the first one this year. Yeah. for them? Okay. But, I mean, so right now the athletic department has said this is never happening three Three times now. Yeah, we're not doing it. Okay, we'll do it. This is the last time Wisconsin will do it. Well, we'll do it next year. Right. This so, is the last time we're going to do a home Friday night game so we can get the entire state behind us two years later. Hey, guess what we're going to do? We're going to play on Friday night at home again. It's like you hear the High School Coaches Association. Uh, you hear the state in general. And you just spit in their face saying, you know what? Don't really care but that they still come, Friday though. nights. It's They really don't, though. You're missing a big portion of connecting. Uh, pretty lit down there. You're, connect, you're missing the connection to the state, though. And, and Joe's talked about it. In a couple years, if his kid's playing on a Friday night, he's going to go watch his kid play. Well, that was my next question. How much of this, and you're you're involved in Memorial Football. Obviously, you're the head coach of more wrestling, so you probably had a pretty good feel for athletics over there. How much blowback is there at Memorial? Every And Memorial's a damn good football team. They made it to the state semifinals. So how much blowback was there last year from Memorial people about this game, or two years ago, or three years ago? It's more or less those things where they're just like, Friday nights are for high school. I, I mean, it, it's pretty much statewide, like, People, they're really indifferent because they care more about their game than they do going to a Badger game. And well, especially not now in, in Indiana ups it a tiny bit. Yeah, but it's not like it's Iowa or it's not like it's Michigan, right? right. I mean, yes, to, to to what I consider, I'd still probably go watch my kid. But yeah, if it's Utah State, 
Of course, I'm going to go watch the high school yeah. game. If it's yeah, if they what if, if it's Ohio State me, Wisconsin Friday night? Well, that's what I was. If they yeah, ever sorry, got Reese. if they got to that point, RJ, sorry, then maybe sorry. I'd consider it. But is it really worth a Friday night to play Western Kentucky or hell even? I mean, I know Indiana nice season, but Indiana's not the game everybody's circling next year. They're circling Michigan. They're circling Notre Dame. They're circling Minnesota. Nobody's circling Indiana's the must game for Badger football. Right, and it, it's really not. I, mean, I guess the only saving grace you can say about it is it's going to be a night game. And everybody's like, oh, Camp Randall's totally lights. different at night. Yeah, it is. And we all know why. Uh, but, I mean, you put it on a Friday night, it's still different because, I mean, the people who come to Madison for a weekend aren't here. I mean, it's not like the establishments around town are happy because you don't get the people going to dinner Friday night before they go yeah. to the game Saturday. You don't, like... Well, not only it's, that, then you got another game going up to Lambeau. Yeah. Just think of the, the businesses around, you know, downtown Camp Randall. Mm-hmm. They've got to be not happy. Well, the, the one positive, RJ, whether it's this game or just the schedule in, in general, right, is with the knock on Wisconsin when it's good is it's not a good enough schedule. And, yes, I know there's no Ohio State again next year, but, I mean, you got a pretty good non-conference, Appalachian State, a ranked team, obviously Notre Dame. you got Michigan. Minnesota's going to come in probably ranked 10 to 15 in the country. Iowa's going to be ranked. So you're going to write – Right now, my early guess, six ranked teams mm-hmm. on your schedule. So, yeah, you, you don't have the big boys, Ohio State, Penn State, but you're, you, this would be a schedule that you can't say if you're the national narrative, Wisconsin didn't play anybody next year. Right. It's a good schedule. And, I mean, really, this past year could have been that too, but you lost Illinois. Hey, we uh, won't talk. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, That's yeah. in the next segment when we talk the, about basketball. The it, it looks it looks like a good schedule. Even your non-conference, like you said earlier, Appalachian State isn't a bad yeah, team. Yeah, see, pe- that's probably going to be an 11 o'clock game, and people are going to stay and get drunk and say, oh, who the hell is Appalachian? They're that team that beat Michigan 10 years ago. What a joke. No, they're, like, yeah. legitimately good. That'll be a game, like, Wisconsin fans better circle it because they'll come in expecting mm-hmm. to win that game. Yeah, and they always have. That's been their mentality from being an FCS, and now they're an FBS team, so it's not even like we're playing down a level. We're just playing a non-Power 5 school that has actually had a good history of beating not just Power 5 schools, ranked teams. Beginning of the season, everything looks good. Then they go out of that tournament in New York, lose back-to-back games to Richmond and New Mexico, and we're like, man, this team stinks. Maybe we're back on the hashtag Badgers to NIT train. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I can't go there. It's too early. And then they lose to Rutgers, and I'm like, god dang, the NIT would be a gift at this point. Then they go on the road and beat Tennessee and Ohio State, and everything's right in the world. And we're like, see, told you, the guard will figure it out. They're going to tournament team, just like they are every year. Then they lose at home to Illinois, and now we're right back in the same spot again. You play three ranked opponents in a row coming up. Like, I don't even know, man. Can you, Do you have any feel for this team and how this season has played out and how it's going to go here the next two months? The worst part is it's not like they played bad against Illinois. They just had their little scoring drought that they yeah. do. Right at the end of the game. Well, guard was pissed about their defense. Well, um, yeah. the comments, but yeah, the offense wasn't the problem until the final, until, until the, the, end, the yeah. final four minutes. Yeah. You played well for thirty six minutes, and then in normally you have that little scoring drought that you can come back from. Yeah, well, that's Except basketball you ended, game of runs. Yeah, but still, well, that drought like, was like such a bad time. Obviously, yeah. I What's mean, up with the tries? I don't know. He, I, I mean, how is Kobe King not the one taking that final shot? Well, that's right? what we were saying yesterday. That was odd. Yeah. And um, where was Micah Potter at the end of the game, too? I mean, he was uh, bomb. Yeah, he was playing better than Reavers. Um, yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure. You, you can't go back to throwing away the season off of that game because they played well. Um, and you were still, you know one shot away from being able to win it. It's, well, the good news like is they the, got blown out. And Zach said this yesterday. The good news is, RJ, if there is good news, the Big Ten is the deepest and best <laughs> conference. I don't think there's any question. So you've got game after game to still get quality wins. Yeah. So if you win, I mean, they're at nine wins. If you get eight or nine more wins, you're probably a pretty good bet to be an at-large team because you're going to have to win nine more games to get to 18, 19 wins. Right. You're going to have to beat at least four or five more Quality opponents, you already have three or four good quality wins. So the good news is they got plenty of chances to do it. I just wonder when are they? And, you know, you lose at home to Illinois, and I wouldn't even surprise me if they go on the road and win tomorrow because they're just so Jekyll and Hyde. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's we've we've seen it as of late. Uh at Tennessee, 
Um, after the State. first six minutes of Ohio State, thought they were going to get so did I. shut out. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, they came alive. Um, it's it, Yeah, this team is just hard to figure out. And, you know, that's maybe that's a good thing in terms of we don't we you can't really make a decision on if this team is good or not. Well, they're an inconsistent which, team. Yeah, can an inconsistent team make a run? You know, to March Madness. Sure. I mean, well, to get in, yeah, they absolutely can. I mean, like Joe said, you just need to get right around nineteen, twenty wins, and I think you're in. Uh, much because the Big Ten is deep. If you have better than a five hundred record in the Big Ten, you should be. Uh, set in where in being a part of uh the NCA tournament it's just kind of how things have been for the Big 10 for a long time so uh, what is your take though on this team of possibly being a, a you know a March Madness team a tournament team when you have Kobe King of 21 points and you have Micah Potter of 13 no one else scored over 7 points like is that just well rounded is that, I mean I know it was a lot like what what is your takeaway from a team that has two guys in double digits? No one else is over seven. But still, I mean, I know there a lot it, of people but... are scoring. You know, uh, that's what this offense it, is kind of meant to be. I think it, what it kind of says to me is that there's still no one on this team that wants to step up and take the position to be that man, to be that guy. Because that was Ethan Happ before. Yeah, but maybe, and we've talked about it before. This team doesn't need that guy. It's been feed the hot hand, and if it's a well, new they needed guy, them against Illinois. Well, it, it, but they had Kobe King, and he didn't there, get the, there was your the guy. Thing, he didn't get the ball, right? Like that's the thing that confuses me. But it's it's not like, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Like I said, I'm not sure why they didn't get him the ball. But yeah, it he was the guy that game, and I mean, a couple games ago, Pritzel was the guy that game. Um, yeah, it we've seen it before. This team isn't one guy, you know, uh, even when like Frank Kaminsky was doing his thing, he had off nights and somebody else stepped up. Uh, and maybe that's a little bit more of a different situation. Cause I think overall you had better talent, uh, top to bottom on those teams, but still you don't, this team has never really needed a guy or the guy because they've had enough guys where if they have a hot hand, they feed them, and good things would happen. Well, speaking of the guy, they had a guy two years ago when they had that ravage injury season. The guy was Brad Davison. What happened? What is going (laughs) to happen? Was that just RJ that season because – he, you know, he just willed himself into that, and they were so injured, and it was a gritty story. And oh my God, we love the idea of this kid playing hurt. And here's a, I don't know if you knew this, RJ played high school quarterback. Um, somebody <laughs> once told me, I overheard that at a bar once. No way. Um, what happened? <laughs> what happened to Brad Davison? He's like barely a role player anymore on this team. I, I think what you're you're saying is true. Um, he was kind of forced into that situation, and yeah, he's dropped. He I, looked like he was going to be the next great white hope of like these guys we find out of nowhere <laughs> that becomes a superstar. He's vanished. Yeah, but I think he's he's playing his role. Um, as bad as that sounds, I think it might just be the emotional guy, the the guy who can uh, pull people up and get them feeling better and. Uh, you know, it's not like he's not contributing, but yeah, it's it's dropped off from where it was. But he's also doesn't need to fill that role because there's healthier, well, now healthy people, and he's not the point guard. He's the guy who can take a charge. He's the guy who can. Definitely could take a charge. Right. So I mean, <laughs> that's never definitely could take a charge. His role has changed a little from where it was two years ago. And, you know, it's not like he's not contributing, but yeah, his minutes have diminished because the the guard rotation is a little bit bigger than it was before. And all eyes are on him. The refs. They yeah. got that flopping rule now just because of him. Uh, just because of him. All right, so RJ, are you a, are you a history guy? Are you a those who don't study history are are doomed to repeat it guy? Yeah. All right, so remember last year we weren't quite at the NIT stage, but it was January 14th. They had lost to Maryland. Uh, they had lost four of five. They were 11 and six overall, three and three in the Big Ten, and we're probably on the 
outside looking in or maybe like the last team in. We are almost, what are we at? January 10th. So it's mm-hmm. literally two, 365 days to the day. They beat the second-ranked team in the country, Michigan. Then they beat Illinois, Northwestern, Nebraska, Maryland, Minnesota. They won on an eight-game win streak, got to 17-6, and 9-3 and three in the Big Ten, and cruised in from there. reason I bring that up, RJ, right now the Badgers are 2-2 two and two in the Big Ten, 9-6 and six overall. They play Penn State, Maryland, Michigan State, Nebraska, Purdue, Iowa, Michigan State, Minnesota, Iowa. That's the next 10 games, literally identical to last year. Brutal games. Last year they went 9-2 in that stretch. Do we have confidence that they can do it again? Because they're almost literally in the exact same spot they were a year ago at this time. You know, I still feel they have the capability to to fight and have a winning record in this conference. Um, totally. I mean, like, like I said, it's not like they got blown out against Illinois. Do you think Zach said this yesterday, and I agree with him? I wonder if you do too. Is this the best conference in basketball, the Big Ten? Top, yeah, top to bottom. You look top. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you throw out uh, um, Northwestern, and I still think everybody in the conference right now, overall, has a winning record. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can go to some other conferences. I mean, North Carolina is eight and seven. Yeah, and, and, and Virginia was not even ranked up until last week. Like the ACC <laughs> has just collapsed. I mean, Duke's still Duke, but like that that conference has collapsed yeah. this year. Only Northwestern has a losing record at five and nine. Everyone else is above five hundred. Yeah, and I mean, you look at Northwestern, and they were five hundred before conference started. Yeah, um, Minnesota's the closest at eight and seven, but they're yeah. still five hundred. And I mean, Purdue's nine and seven, and all of a sudden they're getting blown out in almost every game. They yeah, play what's up with Purdue? 10. I can't figure I out. Have no clue. Well, I mean, that's Big Ten though. I guess you can't really figure out a lot of these teams because I thought Purdue was going to be really good. Yeah, and now they scored what thirty-seven points the other night and lost. Right. Oof. But uh, gross. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what goes on here. But I mean, you look at this conference. Yes, I, it is deep. You have. 13 out of the 14 all have winning records overall. Um, Wisconsin's still, what, a half game out of fourth place? Yep. Or maybe, I, I guess you could call it a full game because Illinois would have a tiebreaker, whatever you want to go with it there. But, um, yeah, there's still too much ahead of them. There's not enough I've seen this season to say, no, they can't beat that team. They can't beat whatever team, you know? it's This team will always have a chance. Um, now, cause I mean, we've seen them go to Tennessee. We've seen them go to Ohio state and yeah, Ohio state didn't have their best player, but still, um, they found a way to dig that one out and win. Um, you're not going to, that's the thing I hate is like, well, they didn't have their best player on the court. Why is that Wisconsin's fault? Yeah. You know, it's, it's really not. <laughs> I, I know. I hate, um, that. I hate that saying. W- yeah. It, well, well, it's when well, I, actually it, all of those, it's like <laughs> in any sport, they're like, well, so-and-so didn't play. Okay. okay, they still won. Yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this team can grit out wins. Um, it's not always going to be pretty. They're shooting better from the free throw line, so there's that. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, and uh, better not yeah, than wood. I, I, I can't foresee this team uh, not doing better than 500 in this conference. Uh, all right, RJ. Before I let you go, give me a, your couple minute summation on the state of Badger hockey. I mean. Man, you, you get that sweep against the defending national champs. You get to, I think you're ranked second in the country uh, back in October. You say, finally, this is it. Granado's finally turned the corner. We've erased, you know, the end of the Eves era. And you get, the, you know, the, this great coaching staff. And you get a huge name in Tony Granado, iconic name in Wisconsin. And had success in the NHL. And this is it. And just the wheels have fallen off. Much like Badger basketball, they're even in a worse spot. But do they have a shot to save this season? And if they don't, do you think about, is it time to start looking at that maybe he's not the guy? We're at year four here. Yeah. Um, and and the thing is, you're still weeding out some of the players who shouldn't be here. Um, b- but, <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. Because you have the guys all in place who have won, right? All of them have won a national championship. Did Granado win one here? Yeah, uh, I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. So each one of those coaches knows what it takes at not only here at Wisconsin, uh, Granado in the NHL, um, and they they know what it takes to make that commitment to be a championship level 
team. Um, and I think they're going to be afforded the time to totally change the culture. And it's going to keep changing because you're getting better and better recruiting classes in here. And if some of those guys, you know, don't make that jump from their freshman year and they stay their sophomore year, then all of a sudden you have NHL first-round talent about to play with the next NHL first-round talent. And you now at least have almost double-digit, if not double-digit, guys on this roster that are projected to go play in the NHL. Like, five years ago, you had two. Um, My question is, when you get a lot of well, got all those players in there that already are drafted and they're ready to go to the CHEL, the NHL, of what maybe that can do to a locker room sometimes. I'm not saying that, having that recruited in your program is a bad thing, I but mean, I wonder you, you about You look the, at the, the 2006 National Championship. A lot of those guys went on to the next level, and they won. Like if, I wonder if you're like a junior or a senior, and then you've got a guy coming in who's drafted in the NHL already. You're going to make millions of dollars, and he knows he's there for one year. I'm just curious of what it does. I, I think in terms of like hockey and baseball, I think it's understood. Like There are some really good guys that are going to be coming in here. Uh, I mean, you should hope that. Otherwise, you're destined to wait until you have a big class of seniors yeah. uh, that we've seen some of the smaller schools do now, much like in basketball, when all of a sudden you see this team for the first time make the NCAA tournament and they make a run. Then you look, oh, wow, they're all juniors and seniors. Um, but that's what's happened with some of these smaller schools that you've now seen go make the field of 16 in hockey and all of a sudden make a little run in the playoff. It's because they're a, a upperclassman-dominated team. So whatever skill these younger guys might have, the older guys have the physical awareness, the the hockey smarts to kind of outmaneuver a guy because they know what it takes to get where and how, when, why, all that kind of good stuff. But Wisconsin, uh, it's something that I think they still need to get back to where the, the talent needs to learn to use that talent rather than just individually as a yeah. team. Oh, man. Clean up nice, huh, don't we? It's a good sweater right here, boy. Jackets, man. These sweaters. Uh, the Madison Capitals in the house. Uh, also, the American Family Children's Hospital. Big events uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, we say good morning to everybody. We'll start with you, Lori Schultz from uh, American Family Children's Hospital. Good to see you. It's been a minute since the Radiothon. It has. We're already gearing up for this year's. Yeah. Now, we love you. We oh, love you over here. Well, you know I love you guys. You always make me cry every year. Well, which, that, that is my goal. I know. It's to raise money and everything for American Family Children's Hospital, which is near and dear to my heart. I know. I always love seeing you. Oh, so when's thanks. the when's the Radiothon coming up? Do we have everything set yet? We do. We... It's May 6th, 7th, and 8th this year. So, yeah, everybody's got to be tuning in, and we're going to have some great stories. I'm working on them right now. Do you sleep at all in those three days? I do not. Time? Not that whole week because yeah. I'm nervous. A lot goes into yeah. it. So hats off yes. to you guys for doing that. It's oh, so thanks. special. It's so amazing. Well, we appreciate your help yeah, with that. Yeah, it is an incredible event. Another incredible event tomorrow night uh, with the Caps is Alex Frozen Lemonade Classic. Evo and I are wearing the jerseys. Uh, Lori, that the players are going to be wearing. If you see us on Instagram Live or on Twitch.tv, the helmets, too. Now, talk about yes. the kids painting these helmets. They did. Wow. They and we're going to be auctioning off these jerseys tomorrow night. This is yes, like, these are incredible, are. And man. the helmets, too, we're auctioning off. Awesome. So, yeah, th- we had some of our patients uh, who wanted to get involved and paint some helmets. And we've got a Ooh. wide variety of fashion statements on them. So I love the Autobots, Transformers on there. I know. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Lilo and Stitch right here. Exactly. So, you got to go. love Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. So um, let's move over to the boys on the ice. We'll get back to you, Lori. Okay, don't, okay. don't worry about it. <laughs> we have uh, Stefan. Who, who are you? Tell you guys are and uh, give us a little bio here, boys. We'll go with you, Stefan. Grab that mic and get on it, baby. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> I'm Stefan Pokorny. Uh, I'm from the Czech Republic. Um, this is my first year with the Madison Capitals. And we are all really excited about this Saturday's game. Stepping, what do you think of the swag here, dude? Is this like next level or what? You ever worn a jersey like this? It's nice. It's a really nice jersey. I mean, it's colorful. <laughs> <laughs> and who's your buddy? We got Hunter, right? Uh, Hunter. So what's up, man? Yeah, um, I'm Hunter Carrick. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Um, you guys can lift that thing up, too, so you don't have to oh, lean okay. down All like right. that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean... What are you, from Chicago? Yeah. Are we 100 games now? Hunter, and, have yeah. you ever worn a helmet like this? No, I have not. 
and I am excited to wear something. Yeah, what do you guys think about this? The children's hospital's big deal around here, man, raising money for these kids. You, got, you, got, you guys will be pretty pumped for this game tomorrow night. Yeah. Oh, we're we're ecstatic. I mean, just to do something for to, to do something of that, you the know, charity and everything is awesome. Yeah, I mean. So Hunter, what about you, man? Your brother plays for the the Devils. Is that what you said? Yeah, he plays for the New Jersey Devils. Um, you know, he's I think six years pro now. So you know, so what does that mean th- for you? Just got, it means it's time to get moving, Hunter. Yeah, Let's go. T- you know, it's time to get on the horse here and <laughs> saddle up. You know. Yeah. How about you, Stephen, man? What's uh What's the hockey scene like in uh, the Czech Republic? Um, I mean, my my kind of the whole story. I came over when I was sixteen. I played in Florida, Tampa. Uh, I played two years there, then I, last year I played in South Dakota for the Aberdeen Wings. Um, you won we, the cup there? We ended up winning the whole thing, so it was pretty cool. I mean, Stepan, I'll just tell you this. You guys are young. You probably don't remember the old school Nintendo, but ice <laughs> hockey, the greatest <laughs> yes. game ever, and the Czech Republic, man, I always played the Czechs because what were they known for? Checking. So you, you better have that, that, that <laughs> skill set, bro. You, you got to do the Czech Republic. Do you, you punish guys in the boards? Yep. I do, I do. That that a boy. Boy. How about you, Hunter? What's your skill? What's your skill set? Oh, I, I don't know. Just, hockey. you know, big body, long stick. Just moving <laughs> pucks as a defenseman. I love you know? big body, long stick. Yeah. That's got to be a shirt or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. there's a lot of different directions we could go with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lori, the Capitals, now, since we've been, we, we, even I just looked up, eight years we've been doing this, this show in this station. I remember, like, day one, being in the atrium of the Children's uh, Hospital, doing our show, our morning show with the Capitals. I mean, this has been a long partnership for you guys, hasn't it? Yeah, it's pretty impressive that, you know, they still want to come out and help us out and have some fun. And I I was telling these guys this morning that I have had nonstop emails from our families who are going to be there tonight or tomorrow night. Uh, they are so excited. They're so excited to to get to know the players. They actually got to hang out with them on the ice and in the locker room and have a pizza party. Cool. So, yeah, this partnership is huge. And really, we're now expanding that so that we are reaching more people, which yeah. I think is going to be awesome. So we got to fill it up Saturday night. We do. we got to fill that baby. So tell everyone how about the American Family Children's Hospital, because a lot of people don't realize, like, this is fundraising is what funds the American Family Children's Hospital. You guys exactly. don't. You guys don't get any money no, any other way, correct? We don't. We don't. We um, depend on donations yeah. from our community, from our donors. So this game is huge for us because I think it's going to be an audience that doesn't really know much about us. Um, yes, people in Madison know about us, but you know, I'm always surprised every year people don't don't know we're in their backyard. I right. don't know about you guys doing the radiothon, but. You know, people will say, oh, I didn't even know the hospital was and here. You're the best in the country. We are. We are. We are in the top. Of, and people of come the from nation. everywhere to, to come to the children's hospital. They do. We yeah. have 49 of the 50 states represented at our hospital, as well as um, worldwide. No, it's an um, incredible story. Go ahead. I have to ask because Coach Mike McCarthy was huge <laughs> with the American Family yeah. Children's huge Hospital. Huge fan right here, this one. Um, do you, is he still involved? Well, I don't know. I don't know the details of it. Is he still yeah. involved or is someone else coming in or is, do you have another spokesperson? If not, I'd love to throw my hat in the ring. <laughs> Well, you know, we'd always love to have you do that, yeah. <laughs> but but you do worry me a little bit sometimes. What? Come on! I know, I know. I just got to be honest. No, uh, Coach McCarthy, unfortunately, has not been a big part since yeah, he left since the Packers. Left, yeah. um, we're hoping that maybe now that he's going to be in Texas, that maybe... You know, in Dallas, maybe? Well, everyone listens yeah. to the Joan Ebo show, so someone we'll out there of that stature yes. now needs to step up they and do. come in. That's they why do. I put it out there. Yeah, no. Anybody, find someone for well, you. Well, come on. I know you guys have a huge I, fan base. We got it huge. taken care of. All right, uh, tell me, uh, Lori Schultz from American Family Children's <laughs> Hospital, uh, what is Alex Frozen Lemonade? How, what's the story behind this and how we came to be? Well, Alex actually started um, a lemonade stand to raise money for childhood cancer. And um, it actually, I don't know all the details, um, but we have been a partnership with Alex's Lemonade Stand and Northwestern Mutual for years as well, raising money. Um, And Alex went nationwide with her lemonade stand. There's a lot of people out there who raise money through that. We have a lot of kids who do lemonade stands and are part of that. But, you know, really the best part of our relationship with Alex's Lemonade Stand is they bring us chemo ducks 
not live ducks. It's okay, Ebo. But um, <laughs> they, they're stuffed ducks that actually are used to teach the patients about their chemo treatment and the oh, line okay. and what all is involved in getting chemo. So we've been with them as well for a really long time, wow. and, and we appreciate well, that. Cool. I can't wait to see these boys out there with them. So, I mean, all right, didn't we have a story about a goalie scoring the other night? Yeah, Pekka Rennie scored a goal last oh, night. So that was the highlight of the NHL. What's the, what's the, the highlight going to be for the Capitals? Can you guys sell some sizzle for the listeners? We can fill this thing tomorrow night. Well, for tomorrow night, I think the highlight's going to be the jerseys in and of itself, the self-painted helmets. <laughs> he's good. He's good. Yeah. He's good. And, His brother must you know, be in the NHL or something. He knows this, the media. And just, you know, coming out to watch the Caps, you know, steamroll the Lumberjacks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah boy. That's what's going to be going down tomorrow night. So, What was your saying again? Long, what was it? Long body, big stick? Big body, long stick. <laughs> big body, long stick. <laughs> Uh, I love it, guys. Uh, again, uh, tomorrow night, all the money, uh, the jerseys, the helmets, and uh, let's help these kids out. The Capitals players never never disappoint when they come in. You guys keep coming. Let me know when oh. the next dollar beer night is. Yes. We'll get you guys back. Step in real quick. Yes. Put a dent in What's beers. What's the cheese scene like in the Czech Republic compared to Wisconsin and Addison here? Have you had the fried cheese? Cheese. Um, you all right? You need to have fried uh, cheese. Uh, Hunter, you gotta help this broski out here. Get him some cheese curds. Yeah. I mean, we don't have cheese curds in the Czech Republic, but there's something similar. It's pretty good. What is it? It's more like uh, like just a bigger, bigger cheese. Okay. Bigger you're getting bigger fried cheese. You're getting fried cheese. <laughs> Give this him some cheese curds okay, and a brat. Yeah. No beer until you're game, 21. But not before yeah. the game. After the game. After Thank they house them, we'll celebrate. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, thanks tomorrow for night, us. Madison thanks. Capitals, Alex Lemonade, Stan Classic. <laughs>